of the Heights at Avery Heights, a one-of-a-kind senior living community centrally located near the most entertaining and historical spots in Connecticut, and it's never too late to grow and enjoy new realms of the mind and heart. Now, your next chapter delves deep into topics that will improve the way that we think about aging, senior living, and the retirement years, along with the Heights senior living specialist, Savan Seferelli. I'm Gary Byron, great to see you this morning. Good Savant. to see you. How are you? I'm good. I'm always nervous I'm, I'm now good. about saying I'm good because <laughs> I'm always, I feel good. Well, that's good. I want you to be I, I think be it's because I'm here. I think it's because I'm here. It's the environment. It's the aura. You are very comfortable in here. I am. I know. Yeah. As you should be. So I'm always your... like when you say I'm feeling, I feel awesome. But then you guys make fun of me. So. I know. You do. In a kind way. You do. Kind of a boy. Jimmy doesn't. You do. <laughs> oh, oh, sure. Throw me under the bus. Well, he's going to be a superstar. I only tease, you know, I only tease the ones I really like, by the way. Oh, okay. All right. If I didn't, if I didn't like, I wouldn't be teasing. I'm the same way. I don't tease people. I don't. No. Yeah. Because you know how they're going to take it. And it's like, yeah. yeah. If, yeah. I, if, if I'm teasing you, I'm comfortable with you. I like it. Yeah. So. And people sometimes people can be very bland, too. Well, in radio, that doesn't work. I know. Well, <laughs> don't be, please, for the love of God, the worst thing that you can do is be bland. I know. You know. How was your week? My week was good. What's new at the Heights? We are going to be starting our garden club back up. Well, tis the season for that, huh? Yeah, we have a new resident. Um, Her dad's about to move in, and she has her own landscape design company. And so she's amazing. She's very, like... um, I don't want to say eco-friendly. Eco-friendly, that's what it would be. Oh, She's sure. very into the environment. And and so she is actually going to be starting our, our garden club. We were really Veggies? Excited. Like tomatoes? Cucumbers? Um, I don't know. Actually, I don't know because we are actually having a committee. Uh, we actually, uh, she found this wonderful woman, actually a friend of hers that used to have a, her own nursery in the area. She just retired. Mm. She's very excited as well. And so we don't know. The committee is going to decide if they want to do vegetables, if they want to do flower, flowers. We're probably going to start it in the fall. So I would say this year we're probably not going to be vegetable, you know, focused, probably more like herbs and maybe like flowers. And then next year. So they'll, they'll figure out what they want to do. We want this to be totally the residents, um, and this lady kind of like running it. Can you do both? Can you? just portion uh, i'm sure i'm sure but i don't know uh, any vegetables that you start growing in the fall are there yeah yeah no you need grow you need a little sunlight right right and lots of it so that's what i was saying this year we're probably going to do herbs and flowers and then next year okay they'll see if they want to do but yeah but what's nice about it is that uh tim will use it for the dining room as well so like some oh, of the stuff, yeah. Using what you grow, yeah. homegrown, yeah. Like it, yeah. It's yeah. gonna be good because our right. memory care right now has two raised gardens, and so they do a lot of like tomatoes and stuff like that, and and you know cilantro's and all that stuff, and he uses hmm. that stuff as well as for the cooking demonstrations for our memory care also. And so this will be you know probably more so because we have a nice little acre of actually by the Adams Room where you guys were. Mm-hmm. There's like a huge uh, portion of land, um, and she's like, well, you can repurpose this rather than mowing it and use it for the garden club so it's going to be fun when I, is, when is this it'll start in the fall, fall okay the fall. but the meetings are ongoing they'll start right now. now yes because in the fall 
Um, yes. You know, we want to have time to kick it off. And in the summer is really, you know, July, August is really nice, probably a good time, especially with this heat we're getting. Yeah, to but, start, yeah. but it's growing. It's the growing season right now. Yes. But I don't think we'll be able to get it because we have to like build as well. Oh. They want to build some raised gardens for people who can't be hunched over. They want to have. So it's a lot. And we want to kind of name it and oops, sorry, name it as I'm beating the place up. Yeah. So it'll be cool. All I want right. to name it like a really cool name. Like, you know? Give me an example. What would be a really cool name? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I used to read uh, my son this book. Uh, and what was that garden called? Uh, Peaceful Garden or something. That's not really like a great name. But but it's just some kind of name, like, you know. But I think the name, we're going to come up with it as we move through the process. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like naming your dog. You don't want to name your dog right away because you want to see the personality. Do you have a green thumb? I do not. My husband does. My husband is actually, we went to uh, Lowe's yesterday. And we got, I'm so excited. We got watermelon and tomatoes and peppers and lettuce and stuff like that so i just pick things out and then he grows it during covid we started and it's so funny because because he's like you don't do anything with the garden that was the first two years and then i was just like let's just let's have some acceptance here (laughs) 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 you know what it's like you know it's not some of these things like you mentioned watermelon i know pumpkins are they take a while to grow yeah which is fine yeah yeah we're excited though yeah you should be yeah it's fun to grow stuff i mean he grows it but it's just you know i take i take uh credit for it well, we, <laughs> yeah. they, they do all the work, but you don't take the credit for it. Yeah. Like the little I'm on head, to right? you here. Uh, our guest this morning, actually, if the name sounds familiar, is because we had him on about a yeah. month or so ago. This is our second repeat guest, so we're moving along with this podcast. So that means he made the cut. He did. He did. From Mom's House. Yes. He's the co-founder. Let's bring him back on. Ben Rayo. Ben, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Good to talk to you again. Yes. It seems like you were on, I don't know, four or six weeks ago, a month or a month and a half ago. It wasn't that long ago. Yep. Um, so you, uh, you, you were talking about paying for long-term care. So it's great to have you back. Today we're going to talk about your company that is one of the solutions for folks to help pay um, for, for that long-term care. We're talking about Mom's House. What? Mom's house. Yeah. <laughs> what, for those who uh, couldn't catch our the first time that you were with us, uh, what is Mom's House, and what what services does your company provide? Yeah, Gary. So you know, it's uh, it's interesting. A lot of times, families aren't ready to have that conversation, and so it kind of things many times can happen quickly, um, and, and a loved one needs to move into a higher level of care. And they find out how much it's going to cost, and they realize, oh, my gosh, this is, you know, everything is more than we expect it to be, right? Always. It whether we're buying hamburger at the grocery store or a car or whatever it is, it's mm. always more. And so then when the family, the adult children, which we call daughter Judy, is that avatar, is, is trying to figure out how are we going to take care of mom and make sure she gets the greatest level of care. Uh, many times they find out the house is, is their biggest asset. Um, it, it may, many times it's their forever home. Um, you know, we know men typically pass away before women do. So mom's been living in the house, trying to keep it going and something's happened, an event or something and the decision to be moved into care. So the house needs to be sold. Many times it's grandma clean, you know, it's got the avocado uh, appliances, everything's in (laughs) perfect condition, but it's not, it's not updated. And so what we do at mom's house is we actually all over the country, we come in and provide services to families that have a senior transitioning into care. And that first service that we provide is, is coming in to buy the house. And so we come out and buy it. We're not real estate agents. We're not coming out to say, hey, clean it out, fix it up, do these to get top dollar. We're going to just come in and buy it 
and we can buy it in a couple different ways. We can come in and buy it as is, meaning you want to leave all the stuff behind. Maybe the basement is flooded. Mom's not been downstairs in two years, so you even realize it. And so there's a big mess there. A lot of extra stuff left around the house needs to be updated. So for us to come in and just buy it kind of as is and leaving any of the stuff that you don't want, the family comes and gets the heirlooms. They get the stuff's important. Now, if there's a lot of valuable stuff, we've got resource partners that can come in to help with liquidation and selling the stuff and helping you, you know, pack up and move it. But we're really there to buy the house. And so one would be kind of what I just described. The, the other option, which a lot of people don't understand, is that we have the ability to come in and buy the house and let the family stay. So maybe this is more of a planning situation where they're waiting for a villa or an apartment to open up in independent living. We can go ahead and buy the house, unlock the equity, the family gets their money, but mom can stick around for some number of months while she waits for her place to be ready. So it's like a month-to-month, a month-to-month. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, as new independent living places are are opening up or being built, it may be four months before the apartment's going to be ready, and so they can stay there for those four months. Or if it's a new build, maybe it's it's going to be six months. But whatever it is, we're fine to do that and let mom stay there in her forever home so she doesn't have to move twice. Then the last one, which is really interesting, is the ability to give somebody a above-market offer. And people are like, what does that mean? You're going to pay me more than my house is worth? Well, people are doing it every day right now with the bidding on, on – you know, the, the the low inventory of homes, right? I'm seeing that yeah, happen all the time. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it, it, it is still kind of hot for real estate, but we've had some of the biggest drops in real estate in days on market um, it, since like 2015. So things have slowed down, interest rates, inflation, people being more cautious. You know, it's interesting. It's, it's costing people anywhere from three to $500 more per month for a mortgage payment just because of interest rate changes. And that, get, that, that adds up to be a lot. But that above-market offer is something we can do with a family. Maybe they don't need the money right away, and they'd rather have it be more of an investment. So we can pay them more and close right away, and they would be holding back a some kind of note on the property for a short period of time, uh, giving the family an opportunity to maybe earn some interest, uh, increase the value while getting a higher offer. So we're really going to meet the family at their level. What, what they need, what does the family need? Is it is it crisis and they need it right away? We've bought a house in as quickly as eight days for somebody that was bedridden that didn't have any family locally. Um, we've done it where we've closed on a house and somebody stayed in the house for six to eight eight months after the closing. So, really, it just depends on what the family needs. So Ben, we're there, what? we're there to buy the house, and we're, we're, we focus only in the senior living industry. That's really our, our focus. Right, all over the country. Walk me through this process. What what's the first step that people need to do? So usually we're getting introduced through a senior living care community that's introducing the family to us, a placement agent, elder law attorney, somebody that's a professional that's in the senior living industry is saying, hey, you need help with the house. They get introduced to us or they come to momshouse.com and fill out a form online and say, I'd like to, I'd like to get an offer for my house. Um, after that, we're going to assign that family to somebody that's going to be a local senior transition specialist. That's somebody that's trained in what's going on in senior living, and they're out there to come meet with the family and see what the family needs and other resources they might have. I know you've had some guests on your shows that we have relationships with. Those would be people we might refer a family to that need those other services. So we're going to come out. We're going to, we're going to look, walk through the house, sit down and understand what's really going on, timelines, and then we're going to give them a written offer to buy the house. 
they would say if they want to take that offer, they sign it, and then whatever the closing date is, we're closing it. It's going through a regular title company. Um, it's just like if you were buying a house any, any other way, and, and then the funds get right uh, wired right to the uh, family's bank account. Um, and so there's a there's a you know title company that's in between all of that to make sure it all happens and all the titles are clear and all those things happen. And you know you could just watch the stress melt off of adult children because many of them are living in other cities where mom doesn't live. And so they're trying to figure out what are we going to do with all the stuff in the house and or, you know we got to get it ready to get it on the market. And the agent saying, clean it up, fix it up to get top dollar. I don't want to take on a rehab project. If the three of us are brothers and sisters and mom lives in Cincinnati, Ohio, mm. which one of us is going to go to the house, help clean it out? Right. And we're going to hire contractors to fix it up to get top dollar. <laughs> the family ends up at the same place with us that they could end up after going through all that effort. <laughs> What's the home buyer network? Uh, that's, that's our network of transition specialists. So we've got... We've got almost a thousand uh, boots on the ground all over the country. Those are the people that are going out to go buy the houses. Um, you. you know, your market is very different than uh, Kansas City, where I live, or my mom's in Louisville, or you know, family in Chicago. All of those markets are all different, and so having people in those local markets help to make it to where we can make the best offer to the family. Just understanding that a house on this side of the street versus that side of the street is very different, um, and so that, that's what we do all over the country. Uh, what's the cost? There's got to be a cost to use these services. Oh, my gosh. The cost. Nothing. Oh. <laughs> there is no cost. That's the greatest part really? about this whole thing. It's such a win-win between what? the senior living care communities, mom's house, and the family. You know, We make money on the real estate, so there's no charges. There's no commissions. There's no fees. None of that wow. stuff happens this mm. way. This, this, is what, this is where the family doesn't really understand the details of where they think, oh, if I list it, which is what everybody's always done for forever, right? And you pay six or 7% commissions and closing costs, and then you spend some money to fix it up. By the time you water all that and take it all down and, and, and out of all of the other options, you're going to end up at about the same place with a mom's house offer than you would going through the traditional route. All right. You, you take the home as is. I mean, you must have seen the cream de la creme of beauty and you must have seen the opposite side of that spectrum as well, where you know there may have been hoarding and and um, disarray and and neglect. Uh, do you take the home as is, or what's your protocol? We, we, yeah, we, we we do. So, Gary, you know what you call a uh, hoarder that you like, an aggressive collector. Ah. And we have lots of aggressive collectors out there. Um, people, you know, you've got the people that are you, you've got people that are actually hoarders, and it's filled with stuff and trash and. We've had it where we've had 10, 10 15 um, dumpsters full of stuff. There's so much stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't think about the volume when you're going up into a, you know, upward uh, with, with the collections. But we know families have heirlooms, and they have all the salt and pepper shakers, and, you know, those kinds of things aren't hoarders. Well, I don't mean That's that just, stuff. I don't mean this, the yeah, family heirlooms. Yeah, I mean yeah. we, we've, we've seen TV guides like, from, 19, from when Lucy was on the cover, yeah. you know. That, yeah, that's right. And so um, that's part of... What we offer and, and a value to the families is to not have to deal with the stuff. Um, the stuff is almost as stressful as the house because mm-hmm. the adult children don't want it, right? They, they want three or four pieces, each of us. We just want a few things that, re, that from our childhood, from our parents, you know, some photos, some other things. But then there's a lot of other stuff that 
and none of our stuff has as much value as we think it does. But you know what? There's some great stuff out there that families don't realize have value. And so we partner with companies like a Caring Transitions or other companies that are focused in the senior living industry um, that can come and help evaluate what they have or clean out or do those things. It just kind of depends. And we've also had houses, Gary, that that um, need zero work. They're in perfect condition. You could put a sign in the yard and they'd sell it, and the family just doesn't want to deal with it. They're trying to work on getting their family member, loved one, into senior living, and they don't want to deal with getting it ready and doing any of the things they need to do. They just want to get a solution taken care of and focus on mom. Some people value time over money. I actually could understand that, though. I, I get it. Well, yeah, I think that's the best part of uh, your company is that you take the house as is. It really is. I mean, I, I know so many people that are just, especially the adult children, are just simply overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that's in the house. And when I, you know, refer your company, they're like, oh, they take it as is. And you're right. After you water everything, after you're improving it and doing this and doing that and all the work and the time, time is money, too. It just makes more sense to go this route. Folks, you are listening to Your Next Chapter, a production of The Heights at Avery Heights, uh, along with Savan Seferelli. She is the Senior Living Specialist. I'm Gary Byron. Our our guest this morning is the co-founder of Mom's House, which you can find online at momshouse.com, uh, uh, Ben Rayo. Ben, is is this service available throughout the ent- entire United States, or is this more concentrated in in, in certain cities no we do this all over the country um you know it's funny people that live in in markets like you know new york or san francisco or san diego or even where you guys are uh you know houses are much more expensive a house that's a four hundred thousand dollar house in the midwest is a million dollar house in those other cities or more and it and it still works there it's the same thing it just it just scales so we're we're all over the country um, you know, we'd love to help any families that are looking at it. The best thing is that there's no obligation. It's just another option. And if you don't like this option, you can go the traditional route and, and you know, fix it up and get it ready to put it on the market. But um, many times the family wants an easy button. And, you know, we're sensitized to what's going on during that transi- transitional period for a loved one going into senior living or higher level of care. And so we're just here as a resource and see us as another option. Generally speaking, how long does it take for a person to get the funds? From uh, it, it really, we leave that up to the family. That's up to the family as far as, uh, you know, how big of a hurry they're in. Many times they're ready to get it done, and that's a big relief. But they're like, uh, can we get an extra three weeks because we need to do this? Or we've got some things they're trying to get tied up from a family. So, again, we've, we've, we've closed in 10 days when it was an emergency. And we've gone as you know months, but generally it's three to four weeks to kind of get it all done under contract and closed. The money gets wired instantly as soon as we, as soon as we sign the paperwork and we go to closing and we pick a closing date, whatever date that is, three weeks from now, four weeks from now, the day we sign the paperwork and close, the funds are are electronically wired to the family. I would imagine as I'm listening to you that there's several advantages of using mom's house as opposed to doing this on your own absolutely i mean it's uh because we are senior centric you know knowing all the pieces if we if we see a folded up flag on a shelf we're certainly going to ask 
that family member, if they were a veteran, served in active war, or if their spouse that passed away maybe years ago did. A lot of people don't know about VA aid and attendance, um, which is money available for veterans that served in an active war, but also available to the spouse. And the spouse doesn't even know to ask that. So, you know, being sensitized and understanding what all the different components are there, you know, sometimes we've got to get stuff because the house is, uh, we don't, we want to make sure that we're not going to, we're not going to disrupt uh, Medicaid or something, or um, there's other things that are going on there. You know, if they have a, if they have a long-term, uh, if they have a, a long-term um, insurance policy, for care, you know, that's something that there's resources we would refer them to for that long-term care insurance uh, policy reviews and, and things like that. So you're not going to find people in the real estate market that understand all those different pieces and parts. And so we don't charge anything for those things. Those are just us referring hmm. families to other people that we know, like, and trust. What ends up happening to the house that you purchase? What, what, what do you do with it? So it just depends on the house and where it is. We could, we could fix it up to flip it. You see the shows that they show you how easy it is yeah. to fix a house in 30 minutes. Um, and, you know, if, you, if you've ever done any rehab to your house or you've ever taken on a, a, any kind of a project, it never gets done on time or on budget. Um, that's that's what the naivety that people think that, oh, we're going to be able to get this done. You know, it's tough to find a good contractor. So all these things go into that decision-making process of, do, do I want to hit the easy button and end up at about the same place that I could, or do I want to go down the path that could take, you know, months? And taking those months, Savon, you said this earlier, you know, time is expensive too. Well, it's not just the time to get mom into care, but it's also the time of insurance, taxes, maybe a mortgage payment, utilities, other things that are involved that the families aren't thinking about that adds up that they're really spending more money than they realize. Good. Yeah. Did you, I mean, you run into that problem a lot? With the, yeah, oh, definitely. The, I think it's uh, it's very stressful for uh, families. I think the main thing, like I said, is when people have to clean up the house, especially if mom was a hoarder. I mean, and especially, you know, again, people have been in the houses like 50, 60, 70 years. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about my house and I'm thinking about, oh my gosh, just the basement alone. But I've mm-hmm. only been in my house maybe for 30 years. I mean, can you imagine? 50, and, and then, like you said, the neglect as well. Um, you know, the stoves. Now, I've been in houses that, you know, you know, like you were talking about TV guides, like newspapers, just like up to the ceiling. Oh, and, yeah. So, and, so have I. You know, and one 20, guy. 20 years of TV guide, right? Yeah, exactly. 20 years. Broken stuff. Oh. People keep broken. I think it's I think it's that generation of, you know, lack of. It's like, you know, what if I need that? And it's a broken whatever it may be, a, a VCR. But it's that feeling of like, well, maybe, you know, we can get that fixed and, you know, it's that what if I need that? My mom was like that, that what if we need that? And she's got it, – it runs in my head, that tape sometimes when I'm about to throw something away. And I was like, I don't need a broken hanger, you know. But it's like that feeling of like, well, I could put some duct tape on it. What if we ever need that? And then sure enough, there are always the times that you actually need that thing. And then, you know, psychologically, you're like, wait, I do need it, you know. But, I think that's know. generational, though. I do, These yeah. are people coming out I, of the I depression. Exactly. And, and when – the you lack know. of, yeah. when you have lack of. And actually, not even that. It's just like if you were, you know, my family wasn't, you know, affluent. So it's like that lack of, you know, not having. And so you hold on to everything that you 
can get your hands Although on. Although I got to say, I'm not from that generation, but I sit there and go, oh, man, I, I used to have one of those. No, I could it's, use that right, right now. Right, And you get frustrated. I gave it. it away. Yeah. What's his number? I'm going to get that back. Right? From, yeah. <laughs> I bet he doesn't even use it. The you, broken weed whacker is like, why do you find out he that? threw it away. Exactly. <laughs> no one, you don't need it. So, yeah. It's just in or, case or, situation. Or dad. You know, mom was a survivor, but dad had all those tools and all the collections of all the stuff you're describing, right? Yeah. And so we have a whole garage and shed full of stuff that she has no idea if it has any value. Yep. Uh, Dad had six weed whackers in there that he was going to Exactly. Fix. None of them work. Yep. You uncover the Porsche, right? Yeah. Or, or you know, <laughs> we paid $100 for that, for that VCR. I can't, I can't throw that away exactly. or donate it. You know, yeah, VCR. It's not worth, it's not worth $3. Be, there's not even tapes to play in the VCR. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The books, too. There's always, like for me, like I read a book, I try to pass it on or donate it. But people hold on to their books, like in puzzles. Puzzles and books. There's piles. and People always want to donate. Although I revisit books. There's yeah. books I read several years ago. And if I'm like, I like the book, what? but if it's like a one, you know what I mean? If you're, yeah. it was okay, you give it away. But if it's a book, you're right. If it's a book that you really like. There's like, a few books I've read a couple times. Like the Rob Lowe biographies. I've never oh, read auto, the Rob. The autobiography, yeah. Oh, but I, I never read it. Rob Lowe's autobiography. It was good, actually. I bet he lived a crazy life. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't say lived. He's, he's not even that old of a guy, is he's he? He's not, but it's amazing if you read the books, like the life that he lived. Like he's in recovery and all that stuff. I That I knew. Yeah. Yeah. Things you find. But we I digress. I, we There's do. always time to talk about Rob Lowe. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> a little crush on um a, a little bit? Just a tad. Just a little bit. <laughs> so this is why we love you. It really is. You're so revealing. It makes great radio. It, it really does, is. It candid as you are. I'm sorry, Ben. We kind of got off the track. Years old? Okay, sorry. Is he really? Uh, that's that's okay. I was <laughs> looking at her affection to Rob Lowe, and I was like, okay. This guy, this guy's pushing sixty. He looks better than I do. He does. Good he God. Does. Yeah, a million. Does. The money helps. And the Atkins diet. Oh, that's right. He pushes that, doesn't he? Yeah. We can go grab rabbit holes. Let's get back to Ben. All right, let's go back to Ben. <laughs> ben, uh, back uh, to Ben. Go ahead. Whatever you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> Did you sell Robbo's house? No, go ahead. <laughs> no, but we bought it. <laughs> are, are there any houses, though, that you, you've refused or doesn't fit your criteria? Mm, good question. No, not, not really. Not really. It's more about, you know, that the, it, it would be more that the offer that the, the family wanted to explore other options. Um, we're always going to be able to do something um, in, in some kind of a market. I mean, and it, it, can get, it can get challenging. You get into some city that the population is, you know, the city is 500, and it's three hours from any major metropolitan area. Yeah. And, you know, as far as, you know, values of houses and what you can do with it, and, you know, there's some limitations there. We're still going to try to help that family. And I'll tell you what, if, if, if we can't buy the house or they don't want to take the offer, what I can promise is that we're going to leave that family better than when we first met them, well, whether we're good. giving them a copy of the Paying for Long-Term Care book or whether we're giving them resources for veterans aid and attendance or long-term care insurance policy reviews or you know, any of those kinds of things. We're going to leave people better off than when we met them. And you know, and you know the value of the home. You know what to offer them, right? Sure, yeah. sure. That's, okay. that's, that's part of having people all over the United States to really understand what the values are. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the value of your house is where you live, Gary, um, and what the house is across the street's worth, but somebody that lives in, in your area does. All right. Let me uh, give the website once again. It's momshouse.com, www.momshouse.com. And your phone number, do you want to reveal that? Oh, my gosh. I don't even know what our phone number is. Do we do that these days? 
Okay. You're, you're going to make me go out to the... You're I'm sorry. Is, no, that's okay. I'm just going to go out to the mom's house. I don't know what the phone number is. Well, I'll tell you what. It might you know be what? right on the website. Go to... And it's really easy. You don't even have to... It, I it mean, is. It's, it's momshouse.com. 816-744-0244. Yep. That's 816-744-0244. Okay. 866... Excuse me. 816-744-0244. Yep. I want to thank our guest this morning, the co-founder of Mom's House, Ben Rayo. Uh, folks, you've been listening to the latest edition of Your Next Chapter Senior Living. To learn more about Avery Heights, please contact Savon at 860-953-1201. That's 860-953-1201. Or connect with her online at AveryHeights.org. For Savon Seffarelli, Senior Living Specialist at the Heights, I'm Gary Byron. Until next Saturday morning, have a good one, everybody. So long.